0: to the latest installment of Letsema Talks. And today we're joined by Robin Bleckes, the Foundation Associate at Letsema. Robin, how are you? How are you doing today?
1: Very well, thank you, Adam.
0: I'm uh, glad to hear that, uh, especially in these rather tumultuous times, to to put it politely. Now, your title is Foundation Associate at Letsema. What is your mandate at Letsema? And maybe you could tell us a bit more about the foundation uh, that you're so deeply involved with.
1: So the Litzema Foundation is one of the three legs of the business. As you may already know, we have the Litzema Investments, Litzema Consulting, and then the third leg is the Litzema Foundation. My role is to look after the entire Litzema Foundation function, and the Litzema Foundation focuses on five areas of impact. The first being leadership, second is entrepreneurship, third is education, fourth Arts and Culture, and the last one is Vulnerable Groups. Our primary focus in the Foundation is to look at leadership development as a means to drive social change by transforming individuals, giving them a different view of the world, and we do that by trying to get them to transition from success to significance. In 2003, the chairman of the group, Isaac Shongwe, started the Africa Leadership Initiative, which was the flagship project of the Letsema Foundation. And it focused on that transition of success to significance in an older age group, trying to instill in individuals a values-based leadership style that was focused on being community-spirited. Over time, the foundation realized that that there was an incredible opportunity to look at the younger generation of leaders. And that was the start of the Africa Leadership Initiative Young Leaders Program, which is the flagship program of the Litsema Foundation and the main project that I apply the majority of my efforts towards. We look at young leaders between the ages of 25 to 35 and try to, as I mentioned earlier, instill in them this values-based leadership style, and to get them to think around how they transition from success to significance. And in that process, what we are doing is saying, how do you look at building a better world, a better society? As we use the term in Lit it's business as a catalyst for social change. And we try to instill in individuals that they use their success to deliver value to society.
0: I'm just going to stop you there, Robin. There's two terms that I just wanted to delve deeper into. You use the word impact. Impact can be a term that has uh, several definitions. And you also mentioned values-based leaderships from the foundation's perspective. And I can fully agree with focusing on working with leaders from a young age. So why is there this emphasis, first of all, on impact? Uh, What is your definition of impact more correctly? And just the power of values-based leadership within the projects that Ali young leaders does execute with its participants.
1: So we look at we look at impact at two levels, right? And the first level is saying, how do we address the system? Systems change. And recently uh, with one of the early young leaders' fellows, we participated in a competition called Map the System. Mm. And we said, how do we look at the system, the ecosystem, and ad- address change? Right. So we say, what are the elements in the system? What are the circular causal loops, the aspects of the system that are self-reinforcing that are giving rise to the challenges that we see in society today? And we look at how do we identify the key points in that system that we could leverage to drive change? And uh, it's quite a process. It aims to deliver long-term change that is capable of shifting a system from a self-reinforcing negative loop towards one that is positively reinforcing. It's quite a long process and a lot of detail that I could go into. So I'm going I'm to transition now <laughs> yeah. across to sure. the, the second leg of impact, which is the, the leg of impact that I find most fulfilling. Mm-hmm. and most meaningful, which is at a grassroots level. And it is saying, what is the change in the lives of the individuals that we support? To give you an example, we had a young man who was part of a program that we ran for many years. Um, we've been supporting it. It's an Ali young leaders program called Bisky 99. And the, one of the members of the program was Fazile Shlope, who was a cancer survivor, and through the work that we did uh, with diski 99 we were able to get him a fully paid bursary to go and study uh, media studies, which is a passion of his, as he's a huge football fan and would love to become a football commentator. Just yesterday, I got a message, um, a second example here. I got a message from a young lady who had participated in one of the programs that we run, and uh, she was... Grateful, incredibly, incredibly grateful for the work that we were able to, to do on this program and, and the fact that it had shifted a paradigm from one of, I'm um, a failure to actually look at me. I'm capable. I'm competent and I can do great things. And they actually came second in a hackathon as a result of the work that we do where they were trying to solve a, a really key and important issue in the context of South Africa. And so it's looking at how we empower and develop the individual whilst assessing the system in which we operate and saying, how do we shift the dial in that system? And we do that across all four of the other areas, right, where we look at entrepreneurship, arts and culture, education, and vulnerable groups, and we say, how do we look at it at a systems level? How do we look at it at an individual level? And we use the leadership programs to enact that by looking at the individual and transforming the individual and in leadership program to help them understand how they can drive hmm. systems change.
0: Uh, you refer to the power an individual can have upon a system. I know the individual who uh, founded and runs Diski 99 and Ali Young Leaders alumni, Ramila Dwaba, he's an example of that. Uh, Diski 99, I know we were chatting off air about this, uh, they've run Nepal programs football programs which, uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, it can pull children off the streets to get involved in community social-based activities. More importantly, uh, particularly prior to the pandemic, uh, they've spent a lot of time trying to provide uh, working and experience opportunities uh, for people to enter the hospitality industry such as within uh, major rugby and football events. So I guess to refer to your point about loops and circles, uh, because that popped out to me, your goal is to take vicious circles, to to put it very simply, and to turn them into positive feedback loops, which generate a symbiotic effect driven by an individual through the organization they manage to impact as many lives as possible. Uh, There's two other organizations I'd love you to tell us a little bit more about. There's Tanda, who I know operate in KwaZulu-Natal, and also the Bulangula Incubator, which, uh, based on what you're telling me, these are very much two examples of how the foundation seeks to empower individuals or work with individuals more accurately to to affect positive change at a community-based
1: level. Absolutely, Adam. You've hit the nail on the head. And what we call uh, the kind of problems that we deal with when we look at um, the systems change is wicked problems, very difficult and challenging problems that cannot be understood in a traditionally linear fashion. And management consulting typically teaches you a linear problem-solving process, whereas here you're looking at a circular systems-based problem-solving process. And it's extremely, extremely important to adopt such an approach. And we will look at, for example, um, I'm going to go back to disc 99. We, we saw um, in the in the football programs that we run, right? And in the netball programs that we run, a real challenge that a lot of the youth that were on these programs did not have economic opportunities, could not find work experience. And the reinforcing loop in this case was the fact that they were unable to create a livelihood for themselves. Um, Many of them couldn't afford to go to university and many of them could not find work. So what did we do? We said, well, Maybe we could start a hospitality academy and we managed to identify a um, stadium or two where there were football games and rugby games being hosted. How do we get these youth to be involved in these uh, events? Well, they could be ushers, they could be waiters and they could support the VIP guests as they uh, arrived at the stadium to comfortably find their way to the boxes. So we ended up with a situation where we would recruit um, hundreds at at a time um, of of youth from the DISC-99 program to go and uh, essentially be ushers at this program. Unfortunately, COVID put a dent in that, and that was where we We saw a new opportunity to say, well, can't we find something else to train these youths in? If they can't participate in hospitality projects, why don't we look at training them in game development? And the reason we chose game development is because video games are typically quite easy to make at a fundamental level right? You can sit at home on your computer with a bit of an internet connection and start creating games. And so it gives some autonomy, even if they can't find formal employment, Mm. they're capable of creating games that could potentially be monetized, right? Mm. And if they don't go home and create games, they could at least have digital 4IR skills that could help them find work either in the games industry itself, which is a global multi-billion dollar industry, or in the traditional technology uh, sector in in South Africa. So we saw this as a way of saying, if we cannot succeed in the hospitality sector uh, due to unforeseen events, let us now look at shifting the dial by transitioning into a new sphere. The next uh, example that you asked me to touch on was both Tanda and Bulungula. In the context of Tanda, Tanda does the most incredible work. They operate in communities and they run programs uh, specifically in in farming alongside a couple of others, um, early childhood development being the the second project. But they take a holistic approach to developing a community and they try to address the many feedback loops that you'll find in communities. And uh, they do this by creating economic opportunities for the members of the communities through farming and finding ways to sell on the produce that is created by the communities. Majority of community members will be provided with plots of land where they can farm and they use it for self-sustenance and then also to um, create uh, wealth for themselves by selling it on. They also have started to look at value-added activities to say, well, if they're producing certain products, is there a way to add value onto these products to then sell them at a higher price? On the ECD side, they look at helping young um, children, uh, babies, to be able to have better learning outcomes. And they do that through promoting play as a mechanism to uh, enhance the quality of education for youth. And what they're doing is saying, well, if they were not present in the community, there would be very limited uh, stimulation for these children and even less economic opportunity for the many inhabitants. And they're breaking that cycle over time. They've successfully worked to challenge the the many feedback loops uh, in the system within the rural community whereby economic opportunity becomes increasingly challenging to achieve. On the Bulungula side, like I said, they do some incredible work as well. Very, very similar. Mm -hmm. And um, what they've done is actually established a college recently. And Litsema supported the establishment of the college by providing a container. Um, and they also recently launched a program whereby it's a technical and vocational training center. They teach, for example, how to get uh, licenses, driving licenses mm. for, for for youth that are coming out of high school. And they've managed to reduce infant mortality substantially just by improving uh, education and informing the community on uh, how to adopt better hygiene. What is so interesting about this is that the community itself, you can actually see, has become more flourishing, has become more self-sustainable, as a consequence of an intervention into the system that was originally there. And it's small steps, small actions, in both Tanda and Bulungula, that have over time created the momentum to shift the dial on how the ecosystem and the system itself Mm -hmm. is working. And they've managed to create livelihoods for many of the members of the community. But it's not, I think as a last point, Mm -hmm. it's not about coming in and completely overhauling the system, but rather finding those pressure points in the system, the areas where you could have the greatest impact and tweaking those. Because very often we look at it and we say, well, we need to Eradicate a certain aspect of the of this ecosystem, right? But what that does is it has unintended consequences across the ecosystem, and and so what you need to do instead, and this is part of the work that we do um, in how we look at delivering impact and working with many of the leaders on our program, is to say what are the small but highly impactful changes we can make. We have gone over the past year, working with Raymond Ladoaba, established a gaming academy and incubator. And the reason I highlight this is it's one piece of a much bigger puzzle, but the consequences of it is that we've been engaged by many members of the gaming community Mm -hmm. in South Africa game development community who have been impressed by our efforts. And as a result, it has helped to build a little more capacity in the the sector. It's um, gotten to a point where there's potential for us to start an economically viable business, and we're trying to raise funds for it. What it's done is it's shifted the dial and changed how the system operates by bringing more young, black, aspiring game development professionals to the fore and giving them the ability to consider themselves to have the skills and capabilities to enter an industry that has traditionally been very difficult to enter uh, due to various barriers. And so sometimes it's very specific and intentional activities that can have a meaningful impact on the overall ecosystem. And we're hoping that many of the participants on that program are able to go on to establish their own studios, hire some members of the, the gaming community mm. and possibly uh, monetize the products um, and services that they would then in turn offer both locally and globally.
0: Mm. It, it's almost uh, like the, the change affected by the Tsuma Foundation uh, is such that uh, you may start with one individual, but um, as the work of the Gaming Academy, as you've just mentioned, you have no idea where it may end up in a positive fashion. As a complex system in itself, how that positive effect, that social change that has been catalyzed into the world. So, uh, Robin, thank you very much just for sharing that with me and also just to the listeners. I find it very, very interesting. I know your background, you're a management consultant by training, you studied industrial psychology. Um, We're running out of time, so just two very quick questions for you. Is the foundation able to leverage, I'll say, the big brains, the management consultants at the Tema Consulting? just to assist uh, your programs. I'm very interested to know about that. And secondly, if I'm listening to this and I want to get involved with Ali Young Leaders, who are you looking for? And uh, how can you register your interest uh, for whenever the next class is taken in?
1: So we have a, a very symbiotic relationship with the consulting team at Letsema. And uh, what we do is we find very particular projects that we can work on. And we then get the consultants to come in as advisors, and, and uh, they help to to run particular projects. And I'll give you two examples. The Bulungula Gula incubator um, has been looking for quite some time to digitize their record keeping and to enhance how they store it, analyze it, and uh, find meaningful insights from it. And we worked with the team at Bulungula, leveraging our next-gen operations team run by Comendron Govinda. And uh, we built out a comprehensive dashboard using Power BI and a SharePoint repository to enable them to more effectively capture their data and to be able to very easily dashboard and view the data to create meaningful insights. And so that's one example. And the second example is we worked very closely with the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund in previous years with our strategy team to help them reimagine their strategy and build out the competencies and capabilities required for them to achieve that strategy effectively. On your second point, if anyone is interested in getting involved in the Ali young leaders program, they can email me at Robin b atletsema.co.za and what we're looking for specifically is any young leaders who have a track record of leadership or are on their way to achieving a senior position within the context that they operate, whether it is business, government, or civil society, if they're between the ages of 25 and 35, and have a passion for delivering impact in society. They're excited about the prospect of being able to say, how do I contribute towards building a better world, a better society, and believe that I can contribute towards that, if that is your genuine belief or view, then please get in contact with me and we will definitely put you through the process. But I do advise it is quite a stringent process that we we undertake and we had about 100 applicants in the last round and we only select um, 20 in the end. So we make sure that for every one we accept, there's at least five who are are being interviewed.
0: Well, uh, there you have it, if you want to get hold uh, of robin and just find out more particularly about the Addy young leaders program uh, you can email and i will repeat it B at let if you were listening and uh, just have a group broader interest in the foundation itself you can email uh, the Letsema foundation uh, foundation at foundation at robin you sound like a man who thoroughly enjoys his job so i just want to say thank you very much uh, just for giving us some of your time and i just i wish you the best of luck going forward with the Letsema Foundation, and also if you want to find out more about Letsema and its consulting services, that as you have just heard, it's been quite a bit of time looking to make an impact on a ground level uh, across South Africa. I know they've worked on projects in the Western Cape, Eastern Cape, KwaZulu Natal, also here in Gauteng, as Robin has mentioned. Visit www.letsema.co.za to find out more, uh, and that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Letsema Talks. We will catch you next time.